Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And our podcast is Over the Hill. Because it's episode 40. Good job. It is episode 40, but there's something else special about this podcast. Not only are we in episode 40, but we actually have our first guest on the podcast, Absolute Prodigy. Hey, what's up? Uh, Absolute Prodigy, as you know, we give him a shout out pretty much every single episode. Check out his Twitch channel, but I'm going to give, you know, Josh. What's up, Josh? Uh, Hey, Hey, Adam. uh, Tell us about your Twitch stream, where we can find you. Tell us a little about yourself. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Absolute Prodigy or find me on Facebook slash Absolute Prodigy. Facebook.com slash Absolute Prodigy. And then you can find my obscure Twitter account somewhere in between those two things. Because saying, I just realized that saying those things, saying my username out loud is kind of weird. Absolute (laughs) Prodigy? It's a little bit of a mouthful. My my Twitter account. Oh, yeah. She and Shidra. Yeah, which is just a straight up mouthful. So yeah. just follow those two things and you get to my Twitter eventually. Yeah, there's one episode <laughs> where I tried to spell it and I just couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like S I S H. Just just tweet at me later. And then the children company. There you go. So you can follow him there. One quick question before we get into our first segment. Why Absolute Prodigy? What what came to that name? So. Actually, background story. Okay. That's my first um, in-game. So my first actual in-game name for PlayStation Three was Shin Shinra. Okay. Um, but me and like a long-lost body of mine on um, PlayStation Three, we met back in Maple Story. We had this idea of he and I would name each other's new accounts because we were playing Call of Duty Four. And we're like, we were, we were actually pretty good at, at, at the game on PS3. Yeah. Um, we were like, okay, let's just make new names. Um, we'll name each other so we can bump up our, um, our KDAs. Right. <laughs> so he was like, you know what? I'm going to name yours Absolute Prodigy. Hmm. And I named his Snipe. <laughs> Wait, what was it? He, I named his Snipe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He came so, up with like a really awesome name for you. And you're just like, Snipe. No, because he was really, he was such a good sniper. Okay, that makes more sense then. He was, he was really good at the game, like really good. I thought um, you were gloating at him, like I sniped you. Jeez. <laughs> so at that point, I was and also, and I was like, oh, cool. And he, yeah, he really came up with a great name, and it just stuck with me for since then, since PS3. So. Dang. So now you know why is it absolute prodigy? It's because special friendships. <laughs> That's why. And I am not a prodigy. You're not a prodigy. <laughs> no. Someday. I guess not, you know, because you're too old to be a prodigy now, right? Yeah, usually prodigy prodigy, prodigy <laughs> means that you showed, like, extreme talent at, like, two years old. Yeah. For me, it was the birth of the PS3 and the death of <laughs> Call of Duty 4. <laughs> so I think this is a perfect time to jump into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we talk about the movies that we saw in theaters, on Netflix, on Blu-ray, and we just like to discuss it with you guys to see if we recommend it or if we don't recommend it. Uh, In this week's movie, uh, if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, it was Captain Marvel. So, um, this is not an easy one to rate because of the controversy, but... As As a woman, 
As a woman, I'm you're giving safe. You per- no, I'm giving you permission to be honest. I feel blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> I feel blessed. So Captain Marvel, of course, is the new MCU film uh, starring uh, Brie Larson and talks about the uh, the introduction to uh, Captain Marvel's story. But let's just jump right into it. Uh, overall thoughts. Let's start with our guest. What, what are your overall uh, blank thoughts about it? I like the movie. I personally do like the movie. Mm-hmm. I just think for an intro movie, it felt like an intro movie. Like it was two yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two the movie was a two-hour run, which is one of the shortest MCU movies, like, since release of the other movies. Like, it's super short. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. yeah I, no, yeah. it did. It did feel kind of short. And I was never in a theater kind of, think, like, looking at my watch, like, oh, my goodness, how long is mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't check the time. It felt shorter. Um. Are we moving on to like just our thoughts? Yeah, it's okay. just like your overall I just want to make thoughts. sure I wasn't like skipping ahead. So <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. But I feel like I didn't learn anything about yeah, I don't, her. I don't think I learned anything either. Like, like it was just like, yeah. I forgot, right? Well, shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, I don't, I was like, oh, wait, spoilers. Yeah, no, we, we try not to do spoilers. Yeah, that's that's the other part. Is that like, um, we, we try to skip any spoilers here so that if anybody wants to see it, it's up to them. But that's strike two for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, strike three. I'm out. <laughs> um, um, but, no. <laughs> but no, like, uh, yeah, that's the other part is that I like to say that this is one of, not the most, but one of the most forgettable Marvel movies out there. And I say that to be like, uh, let me explain myself. If you watch that movie, the whole movie, and then maybe 15 minutes later, uh, someone gives you a quiz about what happened in the movie, you would really have to reach to like figure out what happens because there were oh, so no, many I, things going on. I think I, I think I got I got it down. I could summarize this movie in like two easy sentences. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like that's the thing. It's just like there were so many things to focus on for me. That wasn't complex, but it was just kind of. Uh, I liked what a- Angry Joe said. I, I watched his mm-hmm. um, his review, and he said it wasn't confusing more than it was disconnecting. Yeah, it was disconnecting. I agree mm-hmm. with that. It was definitely disconnecting. Yeah. yeah. I I remember I told Adam last night when we were walking back to our car from the movie. I said my biggest problem was that, um, between the two of us, mm-hmm. we went to the bathroom three times during that movie. And we didn't miss a thing in three times going to the bathroom. Like, I feel like, okay, once and you don't miss anything, no big deal. You timed it well. But three Mm -hmm. times we should have missed something. Well, I went to the bathroom once. You know, I said between the two of us. Between the two of us. We went three times. I (laughs) had to go twice. Yeah. Because we got a large soda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's the other thing. Um, It it felt like there was five different stories all happening at once. Yeah. Um, and it didn't yeah. really have a direction. Like it didn't have a clear focus. Yeah, I don't think it needed one either because it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like everything that happened before, mm-hmm. like Iron Man three, basically Iron Man one, or it I happened think. before everything except for Captain America. Yeah, because Captain America yeah. was like the very first. Yeah, the very yeah. So the like, first Avenger. It, yeah, I think it just needed to like put in titans but that entire movie could be literally condensed in a 30 minute clip yeah 
Yeah, my my thing was that for an intro movie, like usually that's when you learn about not only how they became the superhero that they are, but also learn about them. We didn't really learn about her at all. Like mm-hmm. they showed quick little like silent flashbacks of her like upbringing. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. Like I didn't mm-hmm. learn anything about her childhood. I don't know anything about her personality. Like we learned yeah. how she got her powers and how she ended up on Cree. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like yeah. really, we don't know anything. Yeah, that's the other thing I was upset about. Um, if, if you were on Kindle Unlimited, uh, they give out free comics and sometimes to promote movies. And there was some mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, and so I read um a good number of them. Not gonna say I was a Captain Marvel expert, but there was so many things from her background that mm-hmm. I really wish. Like her dad was beyond a jerk. Like he was okay. an alcoholic, abusive. She has two brothers uh, that he like beat mercilessly, mercilessly. There you go. That one. Um, <laughs> but it, it just kind of like said like she was a young girl at one point. Yeah, like and, and when they showed her dad, it he just kind of looked like a like an brush upset it off, dad. Like a brush it off type of dad. Like, yeah. oh, you got hurt. Get over it. Get up. Move on. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, and, I agree. And I feel like there could have been uh, more layers to her backstory. Yeah. That was my other problem is that, like, it for, for a movie that promoted itself to be a feminist movement, right? Yeah. And it, and it definitely was a feminist movie. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I'm not aggressive about it. Like, I'm going to talk about that. No. Uh, no. Um, for for something that had a feminist movement, it didn't really put the spotlight on Captain Marvel. Yeah, I feel like they had so many chances to make this a female empowerment movie, mm-hmm. and they missed all of them. Yeah, like, they like never once like, said, you okay. can't do this because you're a girl. Like, they never said that. Like, she just kind of did stuff. The only time they, like, said, like, you know she was a different type of woman for her time was because she wanted to fly a combat jet and they wouldn't allow her mm-hmm. in the nine 80s 90s and that they said like let's go show these guys how to fly like yeah. that's literally the only things and i don't know i just don't consider that to be female empowerment like all those times where they did those like flashbacks to her past those would have been better all they did was show that like she fell mm-hmm. a lot yeah. Like, that's it. She was clumsy. Yeah, like, that's what it looked like. They, they made her look like she was just a clumsy person, not that, like, people were saying, you can't do this because you're a girl. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? I felt like I, I agree with what Liz said. It was basically, yeah, I don't know. Oopsies. You could, you, could, you, could, you could get up now. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't... I don't they know, they missed a weird. lot of opportunities to make it the female empowerment movie they want it to be. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing. Uh, a lot of people are going into this movie. It's like, is it going to be over feminist? Is it going to be not feminist enough? The one, the one good thing I have about this is that it definitely had uh, feminist movements behind it. It definitely had a feminist message, but it didn't get in the way of the story, in my opinion. No, it it never really got too preachy at you. It never really got really in your face about like you need to give women respect. It just said the message of female empowerment without getting too preachy. I, yeah. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong, um, but I also didn't really see any evidence of female empowerment. Okay. So, like, I don't think it would get in the way because I don't think they portrayed it very well. Yeah. In my opinion. Sorry if everyone hates me now. (laughs) I just didn't see it, so. What do you think? Uh, 
absolute oh. prodigy. Did, did you feel like there was any, like, in the way of the story, or did you feel like it was too preachy at times? Uh, we're I mean, we're going to put you right on the... the story. What's it that? Kind of part of the story towards the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that was still more like, as I said earlier, yeah, LML, you get up now, please. Yeah. yeah. And it just, like, it didn't... Mm-hmm. That's... Know, it, 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 <clears throat> honestly, for a little spoiler alert, it... It kind of made me feel weird seeing uh, a black woman preach to a white girl mm -hmm. like you are valid when oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, I just, I just, it, it felt yeah. weird. It felt a little bit weird. I'm, but like, I'm also I'm a sure. straight white male, too. So, yeah, like, yeah. Society just blows over my head, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, no, uh, give us more of your thought about that, because that's that's an interesting perspective. Yep. Uh, I am not a girl, so I can't really say. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Go for it. I'm not sure I'm in the position to say, but I feel like it. I think it would have been better if it was in reverse. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Okay, I see what you mean. Like, and and that's the other thing. I don't want to get too much into it because like it's a spoilery. Yeah. It's spoilery, and I don't want to like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a good point, though. Um, just closing off our thoughts here. Um, the the last thing I'll say in, in terms of minor, and then we'll go into our ratings, is that <clears throat> near the end, it tried to have an ending like the Guardians of the Galaxy ending. Um, but I feel like it fell short. It wasn't like it wasn't it, it wasn't like, oh, man, you totally failed at it. But it fell short because in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you know, Peter, take my hand. That gets me every time. Every time I see the movie, I just tear up. But there wasn't enough of Carol's backstory for you to feel that emotional hit. Mm -hmm. Like that Peter, take my hand. It just like it just I don't know what it does to your heart. It just beats it until it has to go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> that gives you a heart attack. It gives me a heart attack. Um <laughs> But, but do you agree that, like, at the ending, it felt like it... Yeah, they tried to make you do... Like, they did all the flashbacks all at once really fast. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, they do you tried feel to... something yet? Yeah, like, they tried to make you feel for her. Like, yeah, pump, women, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, <laughs> I wasn't quite with it. Yeah. Because, like I said, it really just showed her falling. Like, good job. Then it showed her getting back up. Yeah. But literally, that's how life works. Pretty much. And when you fall, what goes down must come back up. Yeah. Uh, Josh, or what goes up must come down. But same, same idea. Yeah. Uh, do you know what kind of scene I'm meaning? Like what I'm talking about? For the end of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to be like, like. I feel like they were trying to do like the whole like sunset walk off into the distance sort of deal mm -hmm. yeah. with it. And I it's like. No, I, feel I don't know. Like... It, it just felt like, honestly, the the greatest comparison I could do with this movie in terms of like how the plot line was like, mm -hmm. I I could literally compare it to Kingdom Hearts, where okay, like where a, a lot of the story characters goes like, oh yeah, okay, I believe you. Yeah. It felt like a lot of that. Like, no, mm. why now? Yeah, yeah. It it just that's the thing. It tried to do so many things. And I and I just feel like it didn't hit the mark yeah. with a lot of them. Uh, so let's go into our final verdict 
uh, as Angry Joe would say. Uh, our final verdict. Uh, let's start. Josh, what would you give this movie out of 10? Seven because cat. Because cat. <laughs> Only because of the cat. Yeah, I forgot to look it up. I don't think Carol Danvers' cat was named Goose. Like, I, think I don't it, think so either, but it doesn't matter because it's the MCU, so it has to be a little bit different. Exactly. So, like, I forgot to look back in my comics to look up the name, but I don't think it was Goose. Uh, but it's still, it was fantastic. Uh, so, seven because cats, <laughs> and that's where he's up the bar. If it didn't have the cat, I'm curious about this. If it didn't have the cats, what would you give it? Probably a six. And But... Fair enough. I, I watched it because... I wanted to see how it ties into Endgame anyway, so... Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Okay, really, really, really quickly. <laughs> I don't think that this really made you pumped for Endgame. Like, it didn't feel nah. like... It didn't really feel like this ha this will have anything to do with Endgame, other than the mid credit scene. I mean, I'm pumped for Endgame already. Yeah. But it wasn't because of this movie. It just made me be like... Oh, Marvel. Can't wait for Endgame. <laughs> yeah. The end credit may be more pumped for Endgame mm -hmm. than, yeah. than the whole movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's all I had to say. It's just kind of like, it, you know, I, I feel like you can watch this. Like, you can you can watch Endgame without this. But I, I can't say that because yeah. we haven't seen Endgame. So yeah, maybe there's other things. Maybe she'll learn more. Yeah, exactly. So I can't really say anything until we see it. Uh, but so you give it a seven because Cap um <laughs> i like that rating uh liz what do you give it i gave it a six okay because i it wasn't a waste of time i still enjoyed it i would go see it again um i just gave it a six just because it all felt disjointed and yeah uh it was just a weird mar it was a good movie but for a marvel movie it wasn't good yeah, six is just above average. It's not yeah. your average film. It's just above. It's yeah. fine. It's still a good movie. I like I said, I'd watch it again. Yeah. I would be fine owning it. Like, mm -hmm. I might watch it if I like on DVD if I owned it. But I don't know. There's just something about it. Like yeah. I don't know what it is that makes me not want to give it a seven. But I just eh, I don't know. And that's the thing. I gave it a seven. Uh, and I'm and I was pretty generous with that seven uh, because in my rating scale, like I explained last week, I think seven is a decent movie. It was fine. Uh, it wasn't like it just above average. You know, it was your average film, but like it added stuff to it. I, I think it was decent and it's a low seven. It's between a high six and a low seven, like in one of those ranges. Yeah. Six point eight, nine. I, I would go. give it a 6.89. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's like in there where I'm just like, ah, I, I don't think it was just above average, but I, I don't want to give it a decent movie either. But uh, but yeah, that was Captain Marvel. Uh, I, I think we enjoyed it. I don't think it was a waste of time to see this. No, like I said, I'd go see it again. And honestly, I would like to see it again in theaters so I can reevaluate it. Yeah. Because the first time you see a movie, you only see the front face of the movie. Yeah. The second time you see a movie, you look closer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. But all right, let's just jump into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the uh, favorite gaming news that we saw this week, and we rank them three, two, one. And we just uh, tell you about what to look out for for the week. Uh, let's start with number three. 
Uh, I told Josh about this before we recorded, and he freaked <laughs> out. Uh, Nintendo is introducing VR to Switch uh, through, through a Labo kit. I think that's great, only because mm-hmm. it's an $80 kit. I had to look it up. It's an $80 kit that kids can just get into, like, low-end VR. It's probably not even VR. Is it VR? I don't like, think it's you know? technically real VR because you're just hooking up cardboard to your Switch. So probably like yeah, it's like the Samsung. Um, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, where like, you put your phone in it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's even better because it's low end. It gets kids into it. Yeah. It's, it's like a low like barrier to entry, but it's not actually. Yeah, I could see it. It's not real VR. Yeah. And there's like different kits to build. Like there's a blaster. There's um, a bird and an elephant. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it that's the thing. I. <clears throat> I wrote this. This was coming out of a Twitter post one evening. Like, Nintendo just, one evening just said, yeah. hey, VR, what do you think? And nothing else. There was no video introduction. It was just a Twitter post. Um, and it just introduced that this is coming in April 12th. So that's pretty cool. And there's a starter kit with the starter and the blaster. There's an expansion with the camera and the elephant. And the oh. second expansion with the bird and the pedal. Excuse me. And like, a, and like what you said, Josh, it, it makes sense. Like, it, it looks fine. I don't really have a problem problem with it. Oh, uh, to, to correct myself, a, the $80 comes with the VR glasses, the blasters, the camera, the elephant, the bird, and wind pedal. I think oh, that's wow. Value. So it gets it all the expansions. So much. Yeah, that, wow. I remember seeing that in the, like, commercial type thing in the video. Yeah. That there was a box with all of them. Okay, so that's yeah. even better. That's, yeah, that's great. I think, I think that's just fine. You know? Yeah. And that's why I put it as number three, because it's like, it's not huge news. It's just like... It's fine. More cardboard. Yeah. I still, I am still adjusting to the whole Labo thing. Like, honestly, when you told me about it originally, yeah. I was like, they're what? Yeah. They're selling <laughs> cardboard to children? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing? It sounds like they're really doubling down, though, with the Labo. Yeah. No, Labo makes sense <clears throat> now that I see it. It's more of like, it's like... Like making a model airplane. Yeah. You're, you're given the pieces and told how to put it together instead yep. of having to come up with it all on your own. Exactly. Honestly, anyone could do any of this all by themselves with regular cardboard. Yeah. But, but it's Nintendo's just easier. Could, yeah, Nintendo's <laughs> just going to go ahead and uh, do this, which is, it, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Ready for the number two gaming news? Oh, yeah. So the number two gaming news, this is coming from a interview with the Japanese, um, Japanese um, magazine or internet company, J-Wave. I forget what you describe them as, but it's coming from J-Wave with an interview with Hideo Kojima, who says that Death Stranding is behind schedule, but not by much, right? So in the interview, uh, Kojima says that this is a common thing, that studios are a little bit behind on their schedule, and I completely agree with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, any game like... Even just this past almost year of us doing the podcast, yeah, I've noticed that if there's a big game, like a really highly anticipated game coming out, yeah. it is almost always delayed because they know how much pressure's on them and they want to make sure it's perfect mm-hmm. before they <coughs> release it. Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah, how long was that in development? But exactly. They know how they know how anticipated it is, so they want to make sure it's perfect. So if it's being delayed, you know it's gonna be good, I feel. Yeah. Like, uh, he also states that, and this is definitely Hideo Kojima talking here, he has to make compromises, but he knows that if he didn't have a deadline, 
like he would never stop working. Yeah, I think I mean, I think that's yeah. um, the problem with a lot of creators and artists and anyone who is in that in a creative field if you don't have a deadline it's yeah. never going to be perfected like honestly i can mm-hmm. already tell you with my book mm-hmm. mm, never gonna i happen. have no idea when that's gonna be done because <laughs> i have a feeling because i don't know when i'm gonna be like okay with it yeah and this is kojima kojima uses his games as like little children he likes mm-hmm. to just like really coddle them yeah uh josh are you at all excited for death stranding I don't know what the game is about. I'm like Nobody does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no one knows what it's about. It still looks amazing, though. Like, I'm excited. It looks it looks like a great Final Fantasy type game, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody has any idea. Let, uh, I, we reported on this on another podcast where um, Norman Reedus, where Norman Reedus was just like, um, he was talking to Kojima like, oh, wow, they're going to be playing as me? No, they are you. We want to make them cry as you. And he's just like, are you? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, what? So, but he says that like this delay isn't like a huge gap. So instead of like fall in 2019, it's probably going to be spring 2020, like, or even January 2020. Yeah. He's like, he's pretty much emphasizing like, listen, it's a little behind schedule. And he also said that the story is completed from beginning to end. It's just the polishing stages Mm -hmm. at this point. So he's just saying, like, listen, don't expect it in 2019. That's all he's saying. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be January 2020. Yeah. But I think it'll be worth it. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be worth it. But And let's get right into our number one gaming news because we want to get into an interview with our guest, Absolute Prodigy. But this is a real good one at number one. Uh, Activision is being sued on behalf of the investors after they after they cut ties with Bungie. <laughs> uh, and this is coming from a um, a lost form. I forget what the um, what the form was actually officially called, but this is coming from Kuzniki Law uh, PLC. Uh, they represent New York State, uh, and once. And this is coming after Activision cut ties with Bungie over their quote unquote low sales expectations. And there we go again, expectations with Activision. Mm-hmm. And the stock plummeted, like the stock value plummeted for Activision. And this caused a lot of uh, uh, shareholder loss in that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and Kaznicki is actually uh, doing this on behalf of the stock or the. Yeah, stock uh, shareholders. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of the shareholders, because apparently uh, Activision did not disclose to their shareholders that this would have a negative impact after they cut ties with Bungie. And they're doing class action lawsuits at this now point. Now I have a question. Yeah. I didn't know that companies were supposed to disclose stuff to their shareholders. I thought that was part. Well, I thought that was like part of the risk in taking like buying shares and companies is that you don't know what's gonna happen like that's a risk like i didn't like i don't know i just assumed companies did what they did and then well i mean it's on you like for losing money well it depends how many shares they have if you only own like a small percentage of shares in the company you're you're kind of like that's cute go away (laughs) but if you own like 30 percent of the shares you know yeah i don't know like i don't i I was just curious like i didn't know that they were supposed to tell people i'm like isn't that part of like the gamble of buying shares yeah it all depends with how many shares you have uh josh do you have any um information on on shares or anything like that 
Well, depending on how big the investment company is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like Activision. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, like our company just recently, the company I work for just recently got like bought by a, a big investment mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And they like are part, they're not part of the day to day, but they're part like, are you meeting the deadlines for the yeah. total company's growth? Because if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. It all depends of where you are in the shares but like if i bought you know like one percent of activism yeah i think that's where i was understanding i'm like are these just regular shareholders they just like no 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 yeah okay so they're more of investors than shareholders yeah and because nikki actually represents shareholders like that's what they do so they're they're setting their class action lawsuits against Activision here so i i think this is absolutely hilarious that activision just let go of a huge IP like yeah. Destiny because it didn't meet expectations. And now they're being sued for not meeting expectations. Yeah, not only did their <laughs> stock price plummet, but now they're getting sued on behalf of shareholders. That's, That's funny. Yeah. Kind of nice karma-wise because Activision hasn't been doing that good. Yeah, right? But I, I think this is just absolutely hilarious. You get it? Because... Our guest is the absolute prodigy. That was a that was a reach, hun. That was a reach. That was a reach. <laughs> An absolute reach, you can say. Oh, oh you're both terrible. <laughs> this is just bad. So I think this is a good time to. Um, you're still there, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Like it was just like silent on your end, and I was just like, uh oh, did we lose him? So I think this is a good time to jump into our. Yeah, we just wanted to breeze through the gaming news because uh, this is our first guest, Absolute Prodigy. And we were talking uh, off camera, and we even though there's no cameras here. Um, and we were going to do, like, the importance of Twitch and gaming. But then he talked about, like, well, I, I think I want to talk about esports, right? And I think esports is really ignored with a lot of gamers. Like, they, yeah. they like games, but they kind of, like, say, like, ah, I don't really want to watch esports uh so i have here 10 questions for absolute prodigy and we're gonna let him uh take the conversation forward so uh you ready to get started oh yeah all right so again this is absolute prodigy he has a twitch channel absolute prodigy uh he streams mostly kingdom hearts and league of legends uh he he's a competitor with league of legends and that's the very first question i want to get into is what is your history in the esports realm so I've been playing League of Legends since well, season two. Season two is 2009. I I have no idea. Oh, I, I don't know. I have to look this up. I'm sorry. So like ten years then, almost. Yeah. That's yeah. When we started dating. Yeah. Ten years of this game. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't been like much of like back then. I just didn't play as much as seriously as before. Like I. My rank is pretty low in comparison to like others in the realm of esports. Okay. But um, yeah, I've been playing that game for a very, very long time. Yeah. And the esports world is only like from from looking at two thousand since two thousand nine like World Cup like World Cup World Championships versus last year's and how much money and growth there's been has been like just skyrocketed. Dang. And like, have you ever uh 
like what was your biggest competition this isn't one of my uh listed questions but what was the biggest competition you've ever been a part of actually last year i was part of like a small like it was supposed to be kind of sort of big esports thing mm -hmm. but that fell apart really quickly oh, and man. knowing like understanding why we, like it there was a lot of like infighting in there but like it's hard to manage like if you're trying to do a, your own like esports like team it's a lot of work oh yeah i'd imagine because it's not just like you just play some video games and people will automatically watch you oh no like, we we were doing scrims every day yeah and and and, and another player who was on the team who was, who was like uh and higher rank than me like they play like scrims not every other day not every day like any every day including weekends you miss a day you're out that's sort of deal like you play through when you're sick you play through like it's very it gets very very serious towards the end i'd imagine the high level yeah yeah so that leads us to our next question uh you have a history of esports but as you said you're uh, a twitch streamer uh how did you get into twitch streaming like what led you to that point so what was I was originally, I used to stream, I think it was called live streams, like way back in the day. Okay. And my computer couldn't handle it. And I switched to Twitch and I tried to get into it, but I wasn't like, like, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I just recently went back into it again because I, I like showing like people by gameplay and all that and how terrible I am with the game because I'm not <laughs> yeah. an absolute prodigy. But I think it's just a fun, like, like I'm not taking this as seriously. I just, it's a fun way to just like show me playing some games and being super terrible at it yeah so then like if if you're not like really focused on twitch streaming like what do you want for your future and in, in terms of esports for esports i wish like people would take it more seriously i wish more investment companies takes it more seriously um only because they don't think it's the future they think it's just like mm -hmm. random kids just playing video games yeah no i agree with you because i'm actually uh, lobbying with other podcast companies about gaming podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I put research behind my letters just like saying like, hey, uh, it's the largest growing industry in the world. And yet mm -hmm. a lot of companies are just kind of throwing it under. It's like, oh, no, it's just a kid's thing. Like, well, you know, 64% of uh, homes have a gaming device in it. So mm -hmm. that's a high percentage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this is a question that I've been wondering myself. Uh, why are there coaches involved? Like every time I watch it, and then there's okay. just some random dude walking around. So the I'm pretty sure it's the same way in um, the coaches in actual sports games. Yeah, in what traditional do, sports. Yeah, and in traditional sports, yeah. they're there to analyze your gameplay. Okay. What team? Like there's so for League of Legends because I that's only in, like that's the game that I know more mm -hmm. of. Um, like, yeah, go for it. E each character has its own specific skill set. And whether it can contribute in a team, mm -hmm. and how each player can utilize those characters to its full potential. So what they do is literally tell them like, "All right, we work on this team composition, or like how like oh we work on this like um, football, yeah, <laughs> fo uh, football ball <laughs> sport thing position." Yeah. It's like it's the same way. Like we will work on this team compositions because this this team composition works best together, and these are this great like characters you work together well with. Um, yeah. So they're there to like to to be there to analyze their gameplay and to let them know like, oh, 
do you should be doing this more because I, I was coached on a little bit um last year by uh a diamond or high diamond low masters player like they they'll literally get in the nitty-gritty like you should be doing this more you should be doing this less you should be yeah. concentrating mm-hmm. on because there's there's um micro macro plays so the micro the the micro plays are like your how what's your go lead versus the other team in this specific time of the game? Mm. What's like uh, like your own personal goal lead and your own personal creep score or minion score? And then the macro gameplay would be like how many like rotations because rotation is a big thing in league. If you rotate like rotations is when you um, so there's three lanes. If okay. a team is about is a, at the bottom portion of the lane. Like, mm-hmm. what are their objectives on the map, and how fastly, how fast can we get to those objectives based off of on um, what's going on on the map? Like, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work, in, like in yeah, the coach has to do, and the, how like the coach needs to analyze those games, and there's also like some teams have like separate analysts on the side as well. It yeah, to, as you're talking, it, it reminds me a lot of like. Not not so much of a coach, but more of like in football, uh, American football, not football. Uh, there's offensive and defensive coordinators, and they're and they sit way up high in the stands, and their job is to look down on the field and analyze the positioning of well for an offensive coordinator. They, they look at the positioning of the defense mm-hmm. and they say, listen, they're in a nickel. You, you don't want to go into the I formation. Um, and they and they look at that and they see how the teams play. They look at footage and they look at it from above the field and they coordinate the offense. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the defensive coordinator. They say, like, OK, the offense is trying to pull a play action play. But that sounds like what a coach does in esports. It's like they're more like coordinators from above. But like. As the game is happening, because you can't really pause the game. Exactly. Like, you, yeah. You can't just rewind. Like you, you could do clips, but you can't just rewind. Yeah. During the game, or you can't just like go. There is highlights, but like you can't just like it's not. Mm. It's yeah. everything's happening as the game is happening, and and it's a very fluid game because anything like if you make a mistake, it could literally cause an objective to fall. It could literally cause like if you mess up in the team fight, you can lose the team fight. You could lose the game. Mm. Especially yeah. in, in the high-level competitions. Yeah, so, like, to me, it sounds like the coach is just someone who, like, you know the game as, like, the person mm-hmm. you play. Yeah. But the coach is the someone who, like, knows the game as a whole and, like, yeah. just knows every little detail about the game enough to teach you as much as you can know about the person you're playing. Mm-hmm. And they also need to be on top because mm-hmm. each so yeah. each game has a patch and each patch has champions that are strong and or weak due to how Riot determines what to do with those champions. Mm-hmm. So they need to also know like, oh, these are the set of champions that either they must be picked mm-hmm. and or they must be banned. And they have to work around those team yeah. compositions. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, so the whole topic of this podcast is the importance of esports but let's talk about that what does what do you think in your opinion what do you think that uh does esports bring to the gaming industry money okay (laughs) uh yeah talk about that in what way yeah no but but no like there's a lot of growth like advertisement because i have i i 
I'm my own job. I'm an actual an actual research analyst at uh, my own work job, and I do like it's mostly media TV advertisements. But mm-hmm. I I love esports because esports is just like there's so much money to be made. Dead um, on. Like, yeah. Currently, according to Newsweek, last year alone, nineteen percent of the total nine hundred six million made for esports. Yeah. Nineteen percent, one hundred. 73 million of it was advertisement. Wow. Which is wow. up 20, 24% over last year. So, like, that's just advertisement. And that's you know a good much? chunk of it, too. 19%, like, you said? 19, yeah, 19%. Yeah. yeah. That's almost a quarter. Yeah. 40% of that is sponsorships. 11% of that is uh, merchandise and tickets. Mm-hmm. 13% is uh, game publisher fees. And then 18% is media rights. So, Dang. like, and that's a big one, like ticket sales too. Yeah, ticket sales is definitely like there is people are going. Yeah, Def- people are definitely going to those like mm-hmm. comp- like in com- in stadium competitions. But I'm focusing more on the advertisement because people want to like those companies want to know what's the point of me putting money in here? How I'm gonna get out of it? Like the advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, of course, are it's a business. Money in it. There's a ton of advertisement, and it's just going to only go up. Yeah, yeah. It's really, just going to go up. And that's the thing. It's like, um, and I like what you said. People are actually going to these things. So you can't just ignore that. A lot of times they'll say like, oh, baseball's really boring. Who's going to that anymore? Uh, the MLB is, the MLB? Major League Baseball, yeah. Uh, the MLB is a, it's an $11 billion industry. People are going to these games, whether we think so or not. And the same thing with yeah. esports. Uh, the, uh, how much did you say the percentage was for ticket sales? 11%. 11%. Yeah. You know, so... That, that's still a good chunk, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's still decent. Yeah. And it's up 16% over last year. Seriously, wow. And, and that's the thing. It just keeps growing and growing. Yeah. So yeah. the biggest thing you can do is, like, bring money to the gaming industry, therefore uh, more games for us. So it's not... Yeah. Yeah, esports is good for gamers, yeah. essentially. It's, it is. By selling tickets to something, it makes it... It normalizes it. Mm-hmm. Because you buy tickets to sporting events. You buy tickets to concerts. You buy tickets to ballets and theaters yeah. and shows. Like, why not bring that also into gaming? Like, I think that'll mm-hmm. help the gaming industry legitimize itself. Like, yeah. you know? Because everyone can say, like, well, you can just play video games yourself. Well, you can just watch them on YouTube. You can also watch comedians on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. watch ballets on YouTube. Like you can oh, do yeah. all of it yourself or watch it on YouTube. So what's the difference? Exactly. Like, why can't we do the same with video games? Yeah. But you could watch a baseball game where you could play the baseball game. That's true. Yes. And yeah. also you watch it because huh, you're not good at playing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But no, there are people who they watch yeah. it and they don't play it because they're not good at it or they don't yeah. enjoy it doing the actual action. Yeah, like, you there talk are to people that I know that like they play. They don't. They stop playing League of Legends, but they still watch. Teams. Yeah, they still enjoy it's, seeing it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Traditional athletes. If you ask most of them, like, oh, like, how many sports do you watch? Like, they they really follow sports. They just play it. Yeah. Um, but that that goes into our. So it's it's a big, uh, money industry. It it definitely fuels the fire of the gaming industry. Uh, so then, why do you think that Blizzard is pretty much abandoning? the esports realms with its uh, cutting ties with um, their publishing and, and their esports uh, divisions in their, in their um, company. Oh, why, why do you think that is? I'm not. All right, so first of all, they have Overwatch, don't they? They have Overwatch. Yeah. 
So I don't think they are because they. I think they had like personally with Heroes of the North. Heroes, Heroes of, of the, the Storm. North, yeah. Heroes of the Storm. I think they already had too many like can like cans in the pots sort of deal mm-hmm. when they had they had to manage um, Hots and Overwatch and then do competitions for both. Okay, they do. I just looked it up. Yeah, they definitely have Overwatch. Hearthstone, I feel like they're kind of ignoring, in my opinion. Am I wrong um, on that? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know much about Hearthstone. I do know there's competitions for it, but I don't know how big it is. Right. Um, but they're gonna regret that later because Magic the Gathering just got their um, client back up, and it's going yeah. Great. So and once they start doing competitions on Magic the Gathering, I think we can probably see um, them focusing more on their own, own card game. So I forget if you answered because I was looking up if they did indeed had Blizzard. Uh, apologies for that. Um, so we, we see that they're kind of ignoring um, uh, Star. Uh, blah. They're not really ignoring StarCraft, honestly. I don't think no, so. StarCraft is great. StarCraft, Starcraft is, is still going strong. Yeah. They're yeah, ignoring it's... Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone, but they're really doubling down on on uh, Overwatch. Uh, do you think this is a smart move, or do you think they should uh, spread it even wider with esports, or just oh, wait, focus? Did, What's that? They're doubling down on, on Overwatch? That's interesting. That's what I think. I, I feel like they're kind of like disconnecting and this is and this isn't me being an expert on esports that's why we brought you on um and and i feel like with them kind of cutting ties with their esports divisions uh it it mostly went to the hearthstone and heroes of the storm uh cutting ties with them and i feel like it's the same way with activision they don't meet expectations but Mm -hmm. guess what does overwatch 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 makes tons of money yeah uh, do do you think that's the reason? Is because Overwatch is really the only game that has met quote unquote expectations? Well, Overwatch like blew it out of the park when it first came out, and I think, oh my goodness, I yeah. Still, and I think it's still a great um, it's a different like it's a kind of a niche game in terms of like it's first person like hero based first person hero based shooter comp like it's. Definitely different, and I think I think that's smart of them to keep that there. Um, Heroes of the Storm, I think, honestly, with my own experience, you have a very bad experience with that game. With this <laughs> atrocious client, yeah. Um, yes, I'm glad. Be- only and only because, like, I I don't know how creative are they with like their champion pools because all I've seen was just like, oh, let's take characters from. Starcraft, and mm-hmm. then hey, he's a new champion. Oh, he's the same characters from Overwatch. Hey, he's a yeah. new champion. So I'm not. I can understand why they will stop. Like, it, it, there's less work for like, for the dev team for that. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why would they drop like kick out uh uh Hearth, Hearthstone. Hearthstone, yeah. Hearthstone. It's weird because. People love that game. Exactly. Like, <laughs> now I'm not an expert. Like, I might be wrong in that fact, but it seems like they've kind of ignored their esports divisions. Now, this, again, this isn't one of my listed questions, but do you find that other companies are kind of pulling away from esports, or do you think other companies are really like, we need to get a game into esports? I think there was a lot of people who were doing that. I haven't seen that lately, but there was a lot of people saying, I need. I need more. I need more. Uh, more MOBAs. More MOBAs need to be in the game. Like, yeah. I think they're more focused. I think honestly, this this past two years has been more focused on like 
when's the next battle royale yeah and i think um i think respawn's really going to push apex legends into esports uh, pretty soon which is i mean it's a different game it's like taking the the characters of like each people having their own separate characters of overwatch and applying it to like a moba uh, which is nice it's different I enjoy it. Like I didn't like PUBG at all, and I never played Fortnite, and I enjoyed Apex Legends. Yeah, I feel like Apex Legends is for people who didn't like Fortnite. Like for me, like I did not like Fortnite. I enjoyed my time with Apex. Uh, I I don't think I would pick it up all the time, mm-hmm. but I I enjoyed my time that I had with it. Yeah, I agree. And the the barrier to entry is low. It's free. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's just. I feel like it's super simple. Like, you know exactly what to do in the game. Uh, it's fun. Like, it's a fine game. It's just not for me. You know, uh, I'm just not really a Battle Royale kind of guy. Um, let's move on to our next question I have for you. Uh, how have you seen now? You, you've already seen uh, said that you are into research analytics. You already talked about how ticket sales have jumped up to 16% from last year. Uh, how have you seen uh, esports grow in the past five years? How I've seen it grow. Uh, let's see. Besides money. <laughs> Besides money. Uh, let's see. Besides money, well, viewership has gone up. Yeah. Like, audience growth has gone up. Between 2006 and 2007, mm-hmm. it went from uh, 121 viewers. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so, like, I'm using NewsView as my as my source. Yeah, go for uh, it. 121, so it's a total of... Um, Occasional viewers and esports enthusiasts, 121 view, uh, audience. It went up to 143 in 2017. Dang. So, okay. and that's like you said from 2006 to 2017. 2017. 2016, 2017. Oh, 2016 to. So in a year. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what is five years? It. This is 2019, correct? Yes. Yeah. This is the year I'm in. Good so. job. <laughs> I'm uh, not like a massive analyst for me to state. Like I'm not like an esports analyst for me to state how much the growth will be over year over year for in five years. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be more because it's if if this was just a spike of twenty million in just one year. Yeah, it's going to grow more. It's just going to grow more. People need to honestly start investing because it's yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like the the other thing we're forgetting about is what won Game of the Year in 2016. Mm-hmm. Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. Yeah. A lot has changed because uh, if you go into 2015, uh, the Game of the Year was Witcher 3. But then you go into the next year, it's an esports game mm-hmm. that won. Uh, and it's just that huge jump. And I think the esports realm from 2014, five years ago, to now. Well, let's even say because we're only in March of 20. Uh, 19. So yeah. from 2013 to 2018, I didn't even think of it that way. Like, there's a huge, massive jump. Yeah. And in terms of esports, uh, in 2013, like 2013, I didn't even know it existed. Exactly. You know, but then 2018 comes around and Overwatch is blowing up the world. League of Legends <laughs> is still a thing. Um, StarCraft is still like very much a thing. And I feel like there's more of a competitive nature in gaming than there was in 2013. Am yeah. I wrong with that? Oh, you're not wrong. The issue is that, like, that that competitive nature that you're seeing is only on the side of, like, the U.S. Yeah. Of, yeah, because that competitive nature is throughout Asia. Like, they have their own system already set up for all their, like, all the esports titles. Dang. I was looking at, like, was the news view again. It was 
53% of it, of the total, like, pot of money mm-hmm. comes from Asia alone. My goodness. Wow. Dang. So, like, like, so you're saying that, like, there's been a significant growth, like, oh, yeah. in, in not even just five years, in just three years, like, yeah. even. Yeah. Like, that, it, it's it's going into a progressively building stage right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, here's a fun question for you. Uh, with the with farming simulator, we, we talked about this off camera, and you're just like, <laughs> farming simulator has a leak, <laughs> but yeah, like even he was surprised. Uh, <laughs> farming simulator seems to be getting a leak because it's huge in Europe, and I believe Germany. It's like it's the biggest. But farming simulator is getting its own uh, esports league, and my question to you is, what other obscure games need an esports league? Adam's smile is so big right now because he I'm loves so this interested. <laughs> Your, hold on. Is the farming the creators of Farming Simulator? Did they make your truck simulator? Simulator? I want to say yes. I oh, hear boy. you clicking, clacking. So I'm assuming you're. They're not. They're not. They're not. But that. <laughs> they're not. They're that not should the have an esports league. That should have an esports because I've seen a lot of like memes on Reddit on uh, your truck simulator, but people play them. But yeah. like, imagine someone actually playing this game, but like, all right, the longest run, like. Yeah. If you could sit in this truck for eight hours versus going in this truck for four hours, that would be fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that and that's the thing. It's just like if if you watch like Euro Truck Driver, it's like so intense. Like people get really into it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me like, yeah, it's already got its esports league. It I'm probably like, does. It probably We're does. Probably all just oblivious. Yeah. And, and with this question, I I yeah, I'm curious to know, but also it's just like any game can be competitive oh yeah any game there can be a sims east esports league there probably is it probably is all right hold up i'm looking this up now oh my goodness no because like i see on like twitter like they're always posting like oh this person's build i'm like how did they do that yeah like i try and you've seen me trying recently because like my builds are like not spectacular Mm. but i'm like i'm trying to like make them look like real houses now i'm just like how do these people do this like yeah Wow. Did you find anything, Josh? No, sadly, no. But yeah, okay, I, I guess we need to make all right, so we need to make a esports comp uh esports team called V Sims. V right? Sims. <laughs> called the Sims, and then it will be like literally of us saying, All right, who can create the best house in with this amount of money in twenty four hours? Oh. Yeah. In twenty four hours Sims time. Twenty four hour Sims time, yes. So you have to That's play like ten with, minutes. Exactly. But that's why you it's an esports league. This is the it best takes of the like best. It two hours to build a house. Well, well that's why it's the esports team. That's yeah, it's like... the best of the best. jeez. Oh, <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I remember when uh, NBA 2K got their hands in, and not only do they have an esports league, but oh, yeah. each NBA team, like actual NBA team, has their own uh, esports league. So there's the Philadelphia something. I, I can't remember them all, mm-hmm. but like it's actually tied with the NBA team for NBA 2K. And I'm oh, just like, awesome. yeah, I'm just like, wow. And I just wow. see that as it's like any game can get into the esports realm. And that goes back to our previous question How do you have you seen it grow? People are just really getting into it. Mm-hmm. They, they see the potential for esports and they're like, we need to get into this now. You know? Yeah, when um, I forget which team of it for League of Legends, but mm-hmm. when the N- I wasn't an NBA team picked up uh, one of the League of Legends teams. Dang. It was just 
the greatest thing. Like, the moment they did that and the moment where ESPN decided to say, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's put a channel on TV and on our website. Yeah. Dedicated for esports. That's right. Because I remember going to e- uh, ESPN, and this is, like, back, like, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Because we were still living in Philly. And I remember like checking my fantasy team on ESPN and then I just see a tab that says esports. I'm like, what? And I was just like super confused. And I clicked on it. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Like, but now it's just getting that much bigger. They're they're really yeah. trying to emphasize on it. Um, so let's go into our last three questions. This is for the audience, right? And as you're listening to this, uh, to this interview, you might be getting interested into esports. And my question for you, Josh is uh, what are some basic ways to introduce esports to a new fan? Like how to um, get them started? So depending, there's actual, there's actual co- like colleges that um, play like esports at a collegiate level. Yeah. That you can literally apply to. Well, no, that goes um, into our next question. You're, oh, ju- nah. you're jumping rip, ahead of me. Rip me. I'm you're the ta- host. So, Adam, you're talking about how, how do you how direct they- someone as a fan who wants to watch it? Yeah. How do you direct them to the their team, like a team to watch, or like? Yeah. How, how, how do people get started in watching it? Oh, watching it is literally Twitch. Honestly, a lot of it is on Twitch. A lot of it is on YouTube. Yeah. Like that's some of it is on TV, but only like a little bit of it is on TV. I think Overwatch did um, a competition and it aired it on TV, but honestly, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube and Twitch is the and only you way. Just, and you can just, like, Google eSports? Yeah, you can just Google whatever team you see. Just, sometimes, um, um, like, they're, like, uh, Blizzard or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or Riot Games will have, like, on their website what's going on in the eSports realm, like, in of their respective eSports realm and how mm-hmm. you can watch it. It's, and honestly, I think it's 100% on Twitch anyway. For for a new fan, what kind of league would you introduce them to? To a Counter Strike league, to a League of Legends league? Well, uh, it depends on like what they like. True. So, like I yeah. wouldn't like tell a person who's been playing like CS:GO for the last three years mm-hmm. to watch League of Legends. Right. Um, so yeah, like honestly, there's a lot of crossover for teams. Like there's a like con- a CLG Counter Gaming. Mm-hmm. Like they have a esports teaming league. They have an esports they have a team in um, CSGO. They have multiple teams across, like, just honestly, just choose one and have fun, honestly. Yeah. Or watch any, watch all of it, because yeah. it's different. Are there any uh, particular Twitch streamers that you would recommend them to? Um, you know, one that's been, you know, a really good uh, host in this last podcast. Is there a really good Twitch streamer out there that you would recommend them to? Yeah, I would recommend Absolute Prodigy, but he's not a prodigy. <laughs> yeah. Just a heads up. Because you do. at the games. <laughs> yeah, because you also do uh, competitions on your Twitch streams with League of Legends. Yeah, I do. Do I have? I am doing ranked, but like I'm not sure if this year will be my serious year of doing ranked again. Because I've been last year, I, I streamed nearly every day playing ranked. Mm-hmm. I think I I need a break from it personally. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's what I did with Siege a lot. Like I, I wanted to do a lot more ranked, and then I just got like kind of tired. Mm-hmm. You get burned out. Honestly, like I'm yeah. amazed how. Like, they playing for years. Yeah, I've been playing for I've been playing for years, and this is the first year I felt more burnt out than all of my other years. Yeah. So that's that's saying something. And this goes into like you were trying to introduce this uh, without the host permission. 
Wow. Oh, Someone's getting a big head. Clarifying your questions. <laughs> um so how can someone get started playing uh in esports leagues? And you were saying that like at the collegiate level, and mm -hmm. I know some kids that actually yeah. uh Who are went playing, to like they went on a scholarship too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. Uh how would they get started into playing esports? Um find out which college has the certain esports that you want to get into and apply for that at, mm -hmm. at a collegiate level. Currently, as you, if you're honestly, if you're if you're a kid, I don't know most of your demographics for your podcast. But Neither do I. Neither do we. If if you're like in high school, yeah, like do not give up your studies because you don't know what you want to do and Dead you don't on. know how yeah. far. Like you don't know how good. Like even if you're a great player, do not say I'm going to quit high school to play this game. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same like, thing with sports. But, like, just don't, yeah. don't have a have another career to work towards. Yeah. yeah, like have that like something in the back of your mind as you're playing the game, as you're like going, like as you continue to go on, because you can get picked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, you can get picked up. Play, but like playing your like competitions, playing your like local competitions, mm -hmm. and do that, but don't give up your studies. Not until like you know for sure. By college, you can be like you already hit the the rank that people are looking for you to be in. Dead on. And what if they're like more around our age, like they're after college? How would they get into east like playing esports if they don't have the college opportunity? Oh well, honestly, uh, we're, well I'm 28 now, so we're we're yeah. past the age of which kids yeah. people can actually play this game, like and be picked up because yeah. copper tunnel is a thing. Mm, okay. Uh, we're more susceptible of it. Yeah. Um, but for us, just like you, honestly, playing at um, like at your local like competitions, mm -hmm. centers, like you, you can always do that because there's always competitions going on on the on the back end. You could always go to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Like we're we're in Long Island, so I'm oh, almost yeah. positive. It might be a little harder, like out in Lancaster, yeah. mm -hmm. but in Long Island, in like city areas, it's mm -hmm. probably super easy. Yeah. Like uh, one of our students goes to like a Smash tournament like every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So and they have to. Yeah. If exactly. Be, and honestly, like touching on that, being a person who plays fighting games mm -hmm. is the I'm. It's like. It's great for you. Like I'm, uh, I'm not trying to minimize or demoralize you if you're playing a fighting title game, but <laughs> it's such a bad thing to get into. Also, because like if you if you miss a tournament, you miss your leadership. Like you're on yeah. your leadership board, you miss that. You can go down your leadership board, and you can be literally like kicked off. Or yeah. it's such a bad. It's a good bad thing. Right. Yeah. Esports, but I wish they need to, like, I've been reading recently, like, how they're trying to regulate that more, but they need to be, I wish it was ultra regulated because people are playing, because everything, con 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 like, consists of a ranking. So if right. they miss a game tournament that's a day later and they mm -hmm. don't have enough, because people, are, these people players are not, like, resting sometimes in mm -hmm. between tournaments because they go for one tournament and then right on to the next tournament because if they miss the next tournament they won't be part of another ranking and yeah. it's terrible so let's close out this uh discussion by one last question from you uh uh realistically where do you see esports going in the next 10 years 
Um, I can't, like I, I said earlier, I just realized I can't really, I can't really answer that. Let's like, say three to, years. Uh, like, make it a little bit easier. Like, I can see the like, continuing to rise. Like, I think it's just another thing that investors literally need to keep an eye on mm-hmm. and or start investing early because you should have invested at least two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it's only going to continue to grow. It's only going to continue to grow. And it's going to continue to be more mainstream. Yeah. And I mean, for U.S., I think it's going to be more mainstream for U.S. because mm-hmm. it's already mainstream in Asia. Right. in the Asian country. So Exactly. So you see a lot of like gamers that are today. Excuse me. You see a lot of gamers like like paying more attention to esports because it's just gonna get oh, yeah. bigger and bigger and more emphasized and sponsorships are gonna take it more seriously and therefore uh people like us who aren't really into esports, we're gonna take it more seriously mm-hmm. and we'll, oh, yeah. and there'll be more opportunities to watch it. Don't shoot down your kid who wants to play an esports game. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like the biggest problem. Like, we have one of our students who went to school on a esports scholarship, mm-hmm. and the whole time his mom is still like complaining to us that yeah. that he was playing, that he was yeah. playing. Like, she's it's not a full ride. Well, no, What's not a full ride. He got a little bit. Yeah. But still, like, even after he did that, the whole summer she was still complaining that he was always playing video games. I'm like, that's his thing, man. Both of her sons yeah play it and i'm just like don't you see that like mm-hmm. it's not they're just not they're not just sitting in their room playing a game you know exactly. they're practicing they're practicing every time you go in to play a match you're practicing like it's that's the i think that's the number one takeaway like i don't like in the next three years please consider that your children are going to be playing this games and probably be super good at it yeah mm-hmm. like they could potentially it, make a career out of this yeah like don't kick them down because of that because they're not yeah. playing baseball basketball whatever like just because your kid is bad at basketball yeah. and you want them to be a basketball player that and they're a great like fortnite player let them yeah. play fortnite yeah like <laughs> yeah just let them do their thing man yeah but i think this is a good place to close it off on yeah uh we'd like to thank our first guest again absolute prodigy thank you again for coming on the show and talking about esports uh thank you for having me and uh, one more time, where can uh, the people find you at? Twitch.tv slash Absolute Prodigy and Facebook.com slash Absolute Prodigy. You'll find my Twitter account between those two things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you if you want it, you can just tweet at me like, where can I find this guy? And I gave you a Follow Friday shout out, so people yeah. should know about it. So follow the Follow Friday and then follow me for following. <laughs> follow. That's a lot of follow. The follow, follow, follow. follow. <laughs> So we'd like to remind you where we uh, where you can follow us. You can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. Uh, I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And you can also follow us on Instagram. Games of Groceries, all one word. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, anywhere that accepts ratings, uh, please give us a five-star ratings or whatever you feel like. Give us an honest feedback so we can uh, build up the show even more. And the more ratings you get, the more attention we get on front pages, and the more attention we get from dear old oh, Anchor. My Dear Anchor, can you please just give him features? Just so he can Hello? stop bringing it up. And then once, once we do, I'll be like, we won the war. We did it, people. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so we, we very much enjoy your feedback. He tweeted us. He talked to us. We love it. That's why we start this to start a conversation. And this week's conversation is about why is esports so important. So we thank you again, Absolute Prodigy, for coming on the show and having a conversation with us. 
Uh, please follow him on Twitch. Really awesome guy. Uh, when when do you uh, stream? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yep, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you'll be streaming more of uh, Kingdom Hearts? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm gonna probably might be streaming The Division 2. Ooh. Since the Division 2, I bought. The, I just bought the game. So on I, PC? I think that, on PC. Rip. So I think I'm going to have that head start because I got the uh, Gold Edition. And you'll so, be playing it a couple days early, I think, right? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I bought mine on my Xbox, and I'm just, like, super stoked. I'm super happy. The game didn't crash for me. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent game. And we talked about it last week, how it's my junk food gaming. So, yeah. but, all right, let's close out this episode. Thank you again to Absolute Project for coming on the show. Uh, please follow him on Twitch. Follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries on Instagram. And please just give us your uh, honest feedback. Uh, thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We will see you back here next week. We love you all very much. Have a good week. Bye. Laters.